Hello, it's Annalena here again. So Tracy, who I'm going to have this episode with that you're about to listen to, she is so kind to offer only to the listeners of the Art of Slowing Down podcast a special gift. So she's offering her breathwork sessions, the one-on-ones for 50% off to you. So if after listening, this is something you feel really called to do, then this will be very, very nice for you. The link to that will be in the show notes, and this is valid until the end of February 2023. And now I promise you get to enjoy listening to the episode. I'll see you there. Welcome to the Art of Slowing Down to Quantum Leap podcast that I created especially for conscious introvert entrepreneurs. And if you desire to grow and quantum scale without the hustle and are ready to discover the missing pieces to effortlessly running a solar line business, then this is for you. And I'm your host, Annalena Fuchs, a human design and energetic alignment coach. And my mission with this podcast is to provide you with a shortcut to your most aligned path to success and financial freedom using a powerful combination of human design, science, and spirituality. And I myself have shifted from working nine to five to now enjoying the freedom of creating things on my own terms. And I want to help you do the same. Welcome, everybody. I am excited to be here. It's Annalena. Welcome to another episode of the Art of Slowing Down to Quantum Leap podcast. And today is actually super special because I have my first guest that I have on here now for the second time. <gasps> Very first time. I mean, except me. I've been on here several times. <laughs> um, yeah, so you can hear already. So it's Dr. Tracy Dabby. And I'm just going to introduce you a little bit and then we take it away. So Dr. Tracy Debbie, who in human design is a 4-6 emotional generator, if you remember, or if you listen to the first episode, you will know this. So she's a former chiropractor turned breathwork facilitator and transformation coach. And she has advised lots of aspiring entrepreneurs and business owners all over North America to increase their impact and income. And she believes in the healing powers of self-expression, intuition, vulnerability, and movement to help her clients safely look inwards and unlock their trap potential in order to guide them towards alignment, fulfilling their true purpose on this planet. And she's also the host of The Spirit of Success, which is a weekly podcast that has over 10,000 downloads and has reached a global audience of listeners across the continents. So welcome, Tracy. I'm so happy to have you back. Thank you so much. What an honor. I didn't know that. So thank you so much. Yeah, it literally just came to me. I was like, this is a very special thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel completely honored. <laughs> you know, it's like when you're on Oprah and you're on the couch for the second time. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. In, in that case. <laughs> right. Yeah. Wow. So we're going to listen to this ten in 10 years from now. It's like, yeah, this was really special. Yeah. And then we're going to have round 10 or something like that. So I hope so. <laughs> yes. Why not? There's so much goodness to talk about. So 
I loved our previous conversation. I love you and what you do. Uh, we have met in person before. I think we shared that before. Mm -hmm. Down in Miami, um, you have received some of my coaching. I also now recently received some of yours, which was an amazing breathwork session. And so that's something we're actually going to dive into today. Like the whole, because breathwork is out there so much. I have mm -hmm. to say myself, breathwork is, because, you know, I'm a manifesting generator. I respond to what's in my environment and breathwork is kind of everywhere right now. Mm -hmm. And so when you reached out to me, like, hey, Nalina, you know, and I was like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, I want to do it. So it was um, totally no-brainer for me to give that a try. So, yeah, first of all, tell us a little bit about you and how did you get into breath work and why? Mm, thank you. Um, so, yeah, so I'm a 4'6 uh, projector. Everyone knows that now, I guess. Um, so breath work has been interesting. So I started doing breath work because somebody that I was in a business mastermind with was like, you should try this thing. And um, we did something called conscious connected breath work. Mm -hmm. And I did it with this incredible human being from Toronto. And it was like the first time that I got incredible insights into my life that I wasn't getting anywhere else. And I started to really like it and I really enjoyed it. And then she was like, you should do this um, breath work with my friend who does singing bowls, we're going to do a combination. So we're going to do breath work with these like bowls that she does like live. And I was like, Ooh, so I did it. And it was my first time experiencing being nothing. <laughs> I became a puddle of nothing. <laughs> and it was honestly such a relief <laughs> to be nothing to have. And I freaked out though. Like I freaked out poor people had to like really like calm me down because I was like I was a puddle of nothing she's like great <laughs> I was like how is that a good thing so anyway from then on I was kind of like what is this like what's happening to me and mm -hmm. so I did breath work a little bit longer and the conscious connected breath work someone's guiding you how to breathe mm -hmm. and over time I noticed I would want to experience something but then they would be coaching me on how to breathe so there, there'd be this in, like this conflict Mm -hmm. So instead of listening to my inner dialogue, I was in my head being like, am I doing it right? Am I doing it wrong? And it started to not be helpful anymore. And so I actually stopped doing breath work for a while because I was like, this is not working for me. And then during the pandemic, I made like quantum leaps, <laughs> funny, in my uh, like healing. And something was missing though, because I was doing a lot of the mindset work, but my, my body wasn't really involved in the process and I'm a body worker. So it's like, yeah. what's happening. And then, um, a friend of mine, who's actually a breathwork facilitator is like, uh, T, I think you should check this out. And it was this neurodynamic breathwork that I now facilitate. Long story short, the type of breathwork that I now facilitate, because I'm, I'm a facilitator of the same type of breathwork is non-directive meaning there isn't someone who's telling you when to breathe in and breathe out, which is exactly what I was looking for, a deeper connection to myself and the ability to just express whatever was coming up. So when you did my my intro, you, you talked about the importance of self-expression for me and movement. And so breathwork is in the type of breathwork I facilitate is both those things. And so once I started doing it, it completely changed the game for me because it was that mind-body connection I knew always existed and a really easy down-to-earth way and a practical way to experience that. And basically things that were blocks in my life 
that I couldn't understand how to like work out, I would literally work them out during breath work mm. because whatever shows up in your life shows up in breath work and whatever shows up in breath work shows up in your life. There is this cool synergy that you start to notice the more you do it between them. And so I would try in my conscious waking mind to figure things out in my head. But you also know this. I've done Dr. Joe Dispenza's work. If you guys are familiar with him, which you probably are, if, you, if you're tuning into this podcast, he talks about how your mind is just a record of the past. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you want to solve a problem you've never solved before, you want to create something. It's really about creation. When you want to create a new possibility, you cannot come from your mind. But I didn't know what that meant. And so breathwork was the first time I got to experience this complete spaciousness and um, really was able to work things out because I opened myself up to possibilities there. And so it was this really cool playing ground for me to work my way up to a Dr. Joe event. So that's how I got into it. And that's how it's changed my life in a nutshell. Oh my gosh, I have so much to say now. <laughs> okay, good. I, I love this, you know, I'm here to listen, right? And there's so many like, I've been taking so many notes. <laughs> I know I saw you writing. I was like, yeah, no, I don't like, know what it's for, but I'm just gonna keep talking. <laughs> I'm just putting like all these thoughts together. So, so first I, I kind of just want to kind of synthesize and put together what you shared because there was just so much wisdom in it. We could probably write a book about this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll listen yeah. now. Perfect. <laughs> okay. So the first thing because, you know, I, I'm all about human design. And I mean, everything mm -hmm. you said totally resonated with everything, including the jinkies. And I'm going to get to why and how. So the first thing, because I have also, I have tried a bunch of different breath work kind of things. And I, I think I did tell you that. Yeah, you know, there's, there's an app here. There's somebody here offering a free session. And I, I've really, like I told you, things have come my way. I've tried it out. And what you said about like when people guide you, like you should breathe like this and and hold your breath for this long. And I'm like, sometimes I was like, I don't know, this is healthy. This is weird. And this is too extreme, maybe. And this was one of the main reasons why I like, eh, I don't know. Right. Something fell off. So I just trusted my body with that. And then um, you have heard about the gene keys, right? Yeah, you told me. Yeah. I think I ask you every time. When I'm, yeah, you do. You me about it. <laughs> it's this funny thing. And then every time I'm like, you told me. <laughs> and next time I'm going to ask you, um, have you heard about human design? Yeah, you told me. <laughs> you gave me a session. So I was like, okay. Um, so anyway, so in the Gene Keys, we have something which is called the Art of Contemplation. Mm. which is by the way I, this book it's this little little book you can get on amazon like, i recommend this to anybody there's so much wisdom in that um and he also talks about the breath and breath work and then he says in there some i'm saying he is richard rudd and it's about okay like we're going to talk all about breath here but you you will be maybe surprised or you will notice that there is no breath work technique in this book because you have your own unique way to breathe you know and that uh, I was like, oh, yeah, finally, it, it made me relax. And now you say this, which makes me understand why the breathwork session that I received with you, which is the, let me let me know if I say this correctly, neurodynamic breathwork. Neurodynamic, yeah. Yeah, which is non-directive. That's what I enjoyed the most about it. But at the same time, I felt you, get, you, you did guide me 
throughout the experience, right? And I mean, we did it over Zoom and also with the music. I, it was so beautiful. And I, I think I really told you it was the first time that I actually like, wow, this is cool. Like, this is actually, and I, and I had a profound experience. Like, mm-hmm. I think I shared with you, I could really ease into some feelings that I would run away in the past, which was mainly like anxiety to kind of just, because in the past I would be scared I pass out and then I stopped it, but I, I could actually be with that, right? So, and I'm going back to this now again, like, you know, because I also talk about this and I think we had this conversation or we see this online a lot. Um, you know how in the coaching industry, everything is like, I have this five-step process. And if you follow this, it's going to be the secret to success, blah, blah, blah. And now we also have all these breathwork things popping up everywhere. And everybody's like, this is the thing. This is the answer. You got to follow my breathwork technique or, this, like, you know, mm-hmm. and what you just shared is just like, on the art of contemplation, because breath, is accessible to all of us, right? Mm-hmm. We don't use it properly. I think that's really kind of the essence. And through this awareness, like we can then connect back, but find our own unique breath. There is no one way, just like for having business success, there is no one way of how to do it. So that's the first thing. I think it's huge. Yeah. And can I just add to that? Because I want to tell yeah. people too, like, the breath is cleansing period, mm-hmm. right? So if like you take the whole like, you know, spiritual concept of what you focus on expands, right? Essentially, we're just using the like breath to focus as like f- to keep your focus as a tool, right? So I just want people to know that. Also know that if you just breathe by yourself for 30 minutes, you're going to have an experience. Like if you just focus on your breathing for 30 minutes, mm-hmm. what that experience is going to be, I have no idea. So like I tell everybody in, including you is my role because you're like, okay, well, if you're not directing me, like, what are you doing? Right. So my role is to set up the environment so that it's healing. Mm. Right. And so to self-empower you, to provide you with the tools, like you said, like breath is accessible and all the tools that we went over right before you were breathing. I want you to know that all those tools are available for you too. So that no matter what comes up in your life, you know, you're aware that I've used these tools before and I know how to use them. Mm-hmm. And so that's my main motivation with this type of breath work is to equip people to know that they can handle whatever shows up in life. Mm. And I like it because it also it's it's going this path that you don't depend on the other person, which, which I oftentimes have experiences in coaching too, right? I'm more about like, giving somebody like kind of to initiate their journey like with our human design I feel like it was in a way right I just gave you that wisdom and you took off and used it and did all these other things and like but I didn't do it for you right you you did it yourself you were so self-empowered right it's like you, the the rocket ship took off so I, re- I really love that because we all have it we can do it ourselves where I find what like I felt much more comfortable to do it with you because I knew like you've done it, you embody it. Like I felt safer, mm-hmm. right? And just doing it by myself. And it's mm-hmm. also this like, we are humans. We're here to connect and come together and support each other and, and guide each other and share the wisdom that we have gained with others, right? So we can create this this ripple effect. Um, yeah. And you said something really important that I just want to pick up on. You said safe. Mm. 
And for me too, like I didn't feel safe enough to access certain things on my own. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I started doing breath work. And again, it's not a pitch for breath work. I'm just telling you my truth, right? Yeah. Until someone held space for me and was like, I've done this and you can do it too. And I'm going to hold space for you. And I'm going to give you every tool I know to equip you to be able to do that. Then I was able to touch deeper areas of myself and notice that in my everyday life with my eyes open, <laughs> I wasn't experiencing these same things that were stopping me. And so safety is the key and it's so important for me. And I want everybody who breathes with me to feel safe, right? And so I embody safety in everything I do, but that's another key. It's like, if you breathe on your own, people are like, well, can I do this by myself? Of course you can. But if you don't feel safe to experience different emotions and you suppress them or like numb yourself out or pass out or whatever, and there's no judgment with that. But if you do those things and then wonder why you're not moving ahead, I'm, I'm presenting this as an alternative for possibilities. Mm. Like this is why, and when you make it a practice, oh my gosh, you know, your body, mind, psyche is so happy. Okay. we have the space to release things and here you go. And I want people to know, Mm. well, if it's so self-empowering, why do you still do it? Shouldn't you be healed? No. I mean, first of all, no, I still pick up stuff every day that I want to release. And so I don't do it as often, but I still do it. So I just wanted to add that piece. Mm. No, that is really the power of having a guide, mentor, coach is also then the consistency, right? And accountability because, yeah, we do it once and then forget about it. And we have other things to do. We get busy. So, yeah, no, I love that. And then so the other thing from what you were saying in the beginning is this thing that you know, it. But one of the biggest teachings in human design is like the mind is not here to figure things out. Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately, the voice of the mind is so much stronger than like if the intuition, which is the comes in the human design kind of from the spleen, mm-hmm. is is kind of half as loud as the mind in a way. So that we are so like we're more in the mind to make decisions, right? Unfortunately, but I love that you say what Dr. Joe said: the mind is just a record of the past. And I always like when it comes to manifestation, I I try to explain to people like, because manifestation is always like, you need to know what you want and focus on it. Well, knowing what I want is always based on the past, first of all, right? So when I had this epiphany and then the unknown, what we call like open yourself up to possibilities, that is the whole big quantum field of, I think it's one so when we know, I think it's one divided by 2 million percent or something like that. I don't know the exact, but it's like 0.00000 percent. It's basically nothing. It's basically nothing. And yes, you can focus all your attention on one thing that you think you want, you know, and or you can allow yourself to, through the breath, be more relaxed because only when we're relaxed, right? We can really receive and then receive these epiphanies like, yeah, have the million dollar idea, right? Which, or create this thing that you could not even think about, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, why do we consistently talk about manifest, manifest, manifest if it's really all about receiving and allowing those things that are beyond what we can actually even comprehend. So that's why I, I just love 
that you shared this thing from Dr. Joe, like the mind is just a record of the past. It's so aligned with what human design teaches. Yeah. And if you kind of look at your own life, I mean, just to expand it just a little bit more, Dr. Joe, he drew this thing on this whiteboard when we were at the event and he was like, you can, most people, you copy their past and you paste it on their future, you know, and it's safe, right? Like it's very safe to do everything based on your past. There's no risk. Mm -hmm. And again, I talk about safety. There's different types of safety, right? So the safety of creating from your past, because you, you can deal with that. You've made it through you know how to do all that. And so people want to stay there. And sometimes they lie to themselves and say that they want growth, but they don't. Because as you've experienced recently, it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's so uncomfortable. And like, girl, let me tell you, when you do his work, you don't go there being like, like nothing about the events is comfortable. He mm-hmm. changes the schedule all the time. You don't know when things are starting, you know, like nothing about it is comfortable, but it's such an important skill set to learn how to be grounded in the unknown Mm. and and how to live in that chaos you know yeah it's also in the way this whole thing with flow right because we have this idea of okay i need to do these things this is how my schedule is supposed to be but and this is also in the art of contemplation so when we get interrupted right let's say my daughter comes and i'm immersed in something i want to work on but she's asking me something hey i want to go there and you know, it's my daughter, it's my child. And what if that's meant to be? Somehow life is redirecting me somewhere that my mind hadn't planned for. And then mm-hmm. all the magic unfolds, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, because I, and, and for some reason, and I'm actually now feel very fortunate for that or very grateful, like all this stuff with like, you have to plan and you have to schedule and and of course we have to scale the time to record a podcast, right? And I mean, otherwise it's not it's not so easy. But but how I live my even my daily life, I have to have it so fluid. And and sometimes I have something planned for a day. And if it's not super, super urgent and I don't feel like it, I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, I just and oftentimes then I do it the next day and I get it done in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Because it happened out of flow, right? Mm-hmm. Because we we let life show us what's meant to be done. We let life show us what's when we are supposed to rest and redirect and shift and go somewhere else. And it's really living with your intuition, right? Yeah. And oh my gosh, you're touching on so many topics that just get me so excited. So what you're when when you say flow, there's a lot of um you know, pe- people have used that term in so many different ways. So I, I stopped using that word so much. So I use the term allowance. Um, and so when you allow for things to shift and move and change, that to me, I mean, if you think about it, so this is what a mentor of mine recently asked me. And I was like, huh, it's like, I'm creating my business. It's not your business. It's not, it's like my business. So mm. I'm the one who's going to know how it operates. So there, there might be one day where something doesn't feel right you know, or just get this awareness. Like it's not the day to tell I do this. And then like, instead of forcing myself, mm-hmm. like you said, just allowing for things to shift and change, allow myself to be redirected mm-hmm. and then come back to it. And when I come back to it, it might be Thursday at 11 PM, <laughs> mm-hmm. but if that's when I have the flow and that's when it feels good, like you said, it takes a quarter or less than the time. Yeah. And you actually enjoy yourself when you do it. <laughs> exactly. 
and I'm not saying that this works for everybody because if you have a job and you have to clock it and clock out, but outside of that, you can play with this, with this term allowance or flow or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. And I found that, and I know that we talk about money too. Um, like you and I personally have talked about money and I, and I know you're talking about money a lot. I mean, we're recording this in October, but I know that you're talking a lot about money now. Mm-hmm. And part of what I learned through this process is that money follows joy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like I used to think that I'll earn money and then feel joyful. Yeah. And what a responsibility to put on money when it's just just energy to bring me joy. And I realized that when I do things that are joyful for me, which took me a long time to figure out, then the money came. Mm -hmm. And it's not like I wasn't making money before, but it's different when you earn money, just expressing yourself and being joy. It's a totally different frequency. I don't want to get rid of the money. I'm like, ah, you, I, I have money. I want to hold on to this. I want to learn about it. I want to invest it. It's like naturally that springs out for me when before I was like, I can't even look at my finances. I don't want to even look at it. And I'm still that way to a certain point. I'm not totally comfortable with it. But the quantum leap in finances that I made with literally just a shift, like mm-hmm. a simple shift, like people are like joy and money. Like for some people, they're like joy and money. Like they're re- like they're yeah. revolted. Like that doesn't yeah. go to what the fuck is she saying? Sorry, I don't know if they're swearing, but like, <laughs> you know, like, you know, what is she saying? Like, I remember when I was talking to, to a friend, she was like, she gave me this disgusted look, like joy and money. Like, mm-hmm. what are you saying? And I was like, oh my God, that used to be me. She was reflecting an old part of me that never <laughs> made those things. So breath work was like, okay, well, what, like all this stuff then and everything that's limiting that allowance to, to like happen, like, what is all of that? And I got to work those things out. I don't only do breath work. Like you mentioned, I'm a coach. So I do a lot of my own facilitations. Like I facilitate myself now because I have a lot of tools. I also have mentors that I work with that just help me sharpen my sword. So it's a combination of both. But I just wanted to bring that up because allowance, and I just wanted to give some examples of how allowance can change your life because you also talked about receiving. Mm. So I could never receive the awareness of money and joy because I had a judgment that those don't go together. Yeah. And so another big thing that I learned is whatever your judgments are, that limits your receiving because you can only receive awarenesses that match that judgment. Right. Yeah. We, we, it's like what we see in life is through the lens we see. Right. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. And so judgment is huge. That was one of the things that the Dr. Joe stuff really helped me um, release was that idea of judgment because I didn't understand just how much it limited me. Mm. Uh, until that event was like it put the spotlight on judgment and then I had the awareness that judgment blocks our awareness it blocks what we're able to receive so like for example if we go back to money if you have a judgment that you have to work hard in order to earn money like many people do right you're going to block the awareness of how to earn money with ease yeah yeah and, and these I, are the people who just like are like money and joy what you know yeah and i find this interesting because we often use in, instead of you you call a judgment we often say these are our subconscious blocks right or our limiting beliefs i, I even find those i i find judgment it feels lighter to me so i think i'm gonna start using that instead of because limiting beliefs and blocks is kind of like um if he's heavier or like there's something wrong with us in some way and a judgment is kind of like, I, f- I find it, it feels like, okay, I can just shift it. 
Whereas if I talk about a block or limiting belief, it, it, it kind of feels like more deep, more heavy and like, well, I'm kind of doomed by it. Like, how can I get rid of it? Right. But yeah. it's just like, okay, I can, I can, once I'm aware of the judgment, I can like, okay, I'm open to shift it, you know, it may not happen overnight, but at least as it occurs, we can be like, all right, let go of the judgment and let's create a new one, like an empowering one, right? Yeah. And see if this feels lighter for you. I use the word judgment, but I also use the word point of view. Great. Yeah. I love that. So, so, yeah. yeah. So if you could have a very limited point of view that uh, money is hard to earn. And for some people that becomes a fixed point of view, um, mm. which then becomes a judgment, but you can change that. So part of the term judgment, it also, you're also acknowledging your responsibility in the sense that you put that judgment there and you can remove that judgment, <laughs> you yeah. know, like when you talk about subconscious blocks and it's like, oh, it's not your fault, but this, you know, you do have this limiting belief. You're sort of like, well, then now what? So if it's not my fault, but mm-hmm. it's there. Then what do I do? Yeah. And there's a yeah. lot of coaches that live in that space and like love to earn money because it's just a carousel of you making yourself wrong and judgments about yourself. It's, it's kind of a victim-y kind of way. It's a victim-y kind of, and there's no, like, I'm not personally judging that because I fell into that trap for sure. I'm just so aware of it now. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, and I, I don't want to get to NLP, but like literally there's just words that feel like like you said, lighter to me and that resonate and that empower me. Like again, if I'm about empowerment, I'm going to call it a judgment because that's what it feels like to me. And again, spent lots of money, went to the, the Dr. Joe event. And I want to just collapse time for you and say that one of the things that stuck me and st- sticks a lot of people at the event, even the people that have disease, right? Mm-hmm. There's a, it's a really interesting mix at the Dr. Joe event. I don't know where you go to events where you see people who are completely healthy and just want to thrive. And then you see people who are very sick and might be dying, right? Mm-hmm. Together. <laughs> It's a very interesting energy. And what I've noticed is that we're all the same. So yeah, I can appear like I'm more thriving, but I related to the people who were, who had stage four cancer. Mm. Like I literally knew that if I didn't change something five years ago, that's, that was going to be me. Mm. So what I notice about them is what they share with me is that there's usually one thing that they're hung up on. And I notice now it's like a very fixed point of view that they're not willing to let go of. And I'm just sharing this with you because we all have these fixed points of views. And if we're not willing to change and flow and allow something different to come in, our bodies will eventually show us. Yeah. You know, it's like your body keeps the score or when the body says no, like all of those things, there's, I feel like there's truth in them because I literally witnessed that. Mm. You know, I witnessed these people who are sharing kind of not their psychological history in total detail, but like, hey, this is what's going on. Mm. And they have cancer. And again, is that cause and effect? I don't know. I just it's interesting coincidence has happened a few times. So I just want to share that with people, because as Dr. Joe says, you can change in a state of crisis and pain or you can change in in a state of joy. And it's really up to you. Mm. And I've been in that crisis pain place and had to change a lot, Mm -hmm. you know, and now I notice you don't have to get into that state. And he says that when you're in that state of like cancer, for example, let's just say it's like the C word nobody wants to hear, right? Mm. That's the moment most people are able to disengage from the program, from that copy paste, 
mm-hmm. and actually able to see themselves for the first time. Mm. And that's what sparks the change. And it's kind of sad because some some people have to go through that intense crisis or disease or diagnosis or something to see themselves for the first time. And I love all the work that we're doing because we we want to increase the awareness so that people don't have to wait to that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, that's such a good point. It's more about prevention than actually getting to kind of the lowest point, right? Um, that's that's so true. That's so powerful. And so like the breath work that from from your own experience right that has helped you really to to see these limited or fixed point of views these judgments that you had yeah it's like it's 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 helped me in ways that I I really don't have words for Mm -hmm. other than people who have just watched me transform so I'll give you an example so I was doing breath work recently and this might be kind of deep and triggering for some people so I just want to kind of put a little bit of a warning out there So I went through a lot of trauma early on in my life. And for a while, I was a victim to it. And I didn't know it. But I was like, I went through this trauma. And then this is what happened to me. And I haven't been the same ever since, you know. And what actually awareness came through in my breath work was that, yeah, okay, for the first 10 years of my life, I was traumatized. That's true. But for the next 20 years, I traumatized myself. Mm. Because I just kept saying the same story. I kept rehashing the same story. Internally, I would bring up the same memories and just repeat them in my head. So literally to my body, I was traumatizing myself because there, there was no one there. That, that person who was traumatizing me in my past isn't around. Hmm. Who's doing it? I'm doing it. Hmm. And I literally started crying and I just was angry because I was like, oh my God, it's me doing this. And then once I released all of that um, like emotion and I was just kind of in a space of nothingness, I literally just heard my child version, just like the most like endearing version of yourself, the most innocent version of myself, just say, do it for me. Mm. Do it for me. Like when things get hard, remember me, do it for me. And I started crying. Mm. And I'm going to try not to cry now. And I remember in the sharing circle, I said that, like, I just told you, well, I told in more detail there because it was fresher and this is public, but (laughs) um, I was telling people exactly what happened. And then I was sharing with like what my inner child or whatever you want to call it said to me, just this awareness around who am I doing it for? Who am I doing all of this for? And to never forget when things get hard, who I'm doing it for. And everybody was like teary eyed. I like looked around, I noticed it touched everybody. Mm. And I was like, this is not just for me, this is for everyone. And so I I just want to share this too, because it's important to also take responsibility. Like I'm not blaming anybody for my trauma. I'm not saying trauma is a right thing. And I'm not saying, you know, this will work for everybody. I've done a shit ton of healing with my trauma. And I also got to the point where I became aware of, and this is what Dr. Joe's work teaches too, like you're the one bringing up those memories. You're the one telling the same story. And so it's like, you're the one that can change it. You know, and so I had to lose my addiction to the past. I had to lose my, and I was addicted to my past. I was addicted to those emotions. Like he talks about being addicted to the, to not just the past, but those emotions, Mm -hmm. like, I used to feed off them 
Mm. You know, so I want to tell people too, and this is why I coach, because when you do this work and you start to lose your addiction to those emotions, you can go through a weird lull because if that's how you're used to being motivated and then those emotions are gone, then what? Right. So there's a whole new kind of reality that you have to build. Yeah, because it's in a way you're losing yourself because it's it's unfamiliar, right? And we're so used to the known, the past. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and even if it was very uncomfortable, like if that's all we know, then that feels safe to us. That's that's always, yeah, that, that's so true. That's really where the, the power of coaching is so that we can gradually shift out of it, right? Without shocking the body. Mm-hmm. I love that. So there's a couple of questions that came up for me. So, so one was... Um, kind of from my own experience with the breath work because I remember when I asked you that moment it was very powerful and I think for the listeners it's also going to be very helpful so there is also what I have noticed in many of the breath work sessions there's either I have heard before it's better to breathe in and out through your nose and then others like open and one is saying like this is the sympathetic nervous system to relax no the no that's the other one (laughs) the the sympathetic is more like the fight or flight right and then the parasympathetic is the, the rest and relax and mm-hmm. that's really only through like nostril breathing mm-hmm. so I was a little bit like okay like breathing is amazing but if I use my mouth open isn't that then putting me in fight or flight so I was a little bit confused there mm-hmm. and I remember at the time you were giving me a beautiful um, explanation of how we actually need both Mm-hmm. Um, can you share that a little bit like with the difference between using like your nose to breathe and then your your mouth yeah so um like I said I I coach people in the beginning of the breathwork process to breathe in and out through their mouth mm-hmm. uh, there's two reasons for that the first reason is we want to move as much oxygen as possible mm-hmm. and when you breathe through your mouth you um, can move more oxygen a and b when you get emotional, you tend to breathe through your mouth. And so when we want you to access those states, um, we can sort of unconsciously give your body a permission slip by breathing through the mouth. Okay. And I told you this too, when we were breathing, you breathe through your mouth until you've dropped into the process. And if you're like, what does drop in mean? It just means when you're not in your mind anymore. So when you're out of your mind and you're sort of into this expanded state, that is what we mean by dropped in. Um, And if you want more detailed explanation, you can reach out to me. I'd be happy to say that. But for this podcast, that's dropped in. Mm -hmm. So once you're dropped in, you let your body take over. Mm -hmm. So your body will breathe through your nose. You might do breath holds. You might continue breathing through your mouth. And what I relate to it is like your body is constantly looking for something called homeostasis. Mm -hmm. Okay. And your body and my body have had different experiences. So what it'll take for us to get to homeostasis will depend. And it might even depend on what you experienced earlier that day. You know, like you were mentioning to me, like you had a bunch of different things, kind of big, like big releases happening. Mm -hmm. So your body may have needed more, Mm -hmm. um, more of one state than the other. So what I tell people, and this is straight up from Dr. Joe's work, is something he noticed is that people's bodies will shift between states. So you'll go between parasympathetic and sympathetic. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so like sometimes we have to rev up our sympathetic nervous system to allow our parasympathetic nervous system to come in and do the healing work because none of the healing can happen in the, the sympathetic system, but they work together to create what your body needs. And so I was telling you, I think the example that I use is like having sex. 
Like Mm -hmm. when you, when you have sex, there's like a, like the woman has to be turned on. The guy has to be turned on. The organs have to have, you know, blood rushing to them, whatever fluids rushing to them. So we cycle between sympathetic, parasympathetic and sympathetic again, when you, when you orgasm, when you go through the whole thing, there's a, there's a, there's a cyclic um, yeah, you relax and you engage, relax. Yeah, you're that engaging, you're relaxing. Very profound for me when you were explaining that because one of, one of the experiences that I have had um, with, because I have done some other guided like breath work, for example, where it's only through the nose, I tend to like fall asleep because I think I'm not engaged enough. I get too much into the rest and relax. And then I kind of, and I get kind of lethargic in my mm. case. Yeah. So, um, but then only doing through the, through the mouth is kind of uh, also too intense. So I love when you kind of, okay, we need to find the balance between the two and that's unique for you where you're at, right? Cause I think it depends also how we're using the breath for the rest of the day to kind of see what your body specifically needs in that moment, right? Yeah. And, you know, just to not be too like nitpicky, but you said find the balance and it's more of allow the balance, right? I think mm-hmm. you noticed too. It's like yeah, once, yeah. once you were dropped in um, and we even had a funny tech issue and you just went right back to it and you just like dropped into the, into the process, mm-hmm. you know, that is trust. You know, and what I love about this, and I love that you brought it up, is that you are embodying something, Mm. you know, and what Dr. Joe's work has showed is if you are willing to embody something, you're willing to be it. And when you're willing to be it, that's when things shift, you know, so this, this trust that you're, that you're talking about of your body is so, 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 so important because how many people on a deep level, right? How many people do not trust their body? Yeah. You know, and that's, um, that to me is, you know, it's, it's sad, but it's true as, as a chiropractor, I would ask people like, do you trust your body? So people start crying, hmm. you know, and I was like, wow. And so they called me the Kleenex chiropractor. People would cry in my office all the time. Cause I just asked <laughs> questions. <laughs> I'm literally just asking questions and people would start crying, you know? Hmm. And I realized that there's something deeper happening you know, and just to give you a quick story, I don't want to take too long, but this is when my, I knew something needed to change in healthcare. Okay. I had three patients and they showed up like on a surface level with the same issue. Mm. It was lower back pain. Um, they described it the same way, relatively same intensity, same things made it worse. Something, same things made it better as a chiropractor. You're like slam dunk. I'm going to have like a really easy afternoon. You know, this is how I thought back then. <laughs> right. You're like, Oh, this is gonna be easy. Mm. It was two male, two females and, and a male. So it was like female, male, female. And I did something with the first woman worked. Yes. Did it with the guy didn't work. It's like, what the hell? This is the same thing. And so I got to like kind of figure something out worked third person you think I would learn but I didn't I'll just do the same thing that I did with the first person second person didn't work I was like what the hell so I did something different work thank god mm. the three of them booked the exact same time slots the next week okay this is the whole point of this so then they started to like trust me and like I said people feel safe around me and they just started opening up and Annalena I heard the two weirdest words all three of them used Okay. First of all, I had never heard these two words put together and these three people didn't know each other. I went up to my, to my receptionist, like, do these people know each other? And she's like, hell no. 
And I was like, what the hell? So when I got them to talk about what was actually happening in their life, the three of them used these words, loveless marriage. Really? Uh Uh-huh. And I was like, it caught my attention. The first time the guy, the like woman said it, I was like, loveless marriage. And then she started crying and telling me what was going on in her marriage. Wow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) When the guy said it, Mm -hmm. it completely, my head like spun around three times Mm because I had never heard that word. And then now within an hour, I'm hearing a second person say it. When the third woman said loveless marriage and they all had the same issue, my I couldn't sleep that night <laughs> because I was like, what's happening? Is this just a coincidence? And this is what sparked my interest. And so why I'm sharing this with people is because your body knows. Mm. And this is why I love breath work, because your body knows what's going on. Am I saying that if loveless, if if you feel hella uncomfortable right now, mm. you know, your body's speaking to you. Because if you have a love-filled marriage, then you, this, this wouldn't bother you. But if it's bothering you, then your body is trying to speak to you. It's trying to give you clues, trying to tell you to look at something, mm. right? And it's our responsibility to look at that or not. But own what, what, whatever that is. If you want to continue suppressing, that's fine. But what Dr. Joe's research is showing us is that at some point, you're going to have to look at it if you want to, or people have a disease and then blame the disease. And you can do that. And there's nothing wrong with that. You can be like, oh, fuck cancer. You know, there's like people that are like, fuck cancer. I'm like, cancer is your cell that got so divided from the other cells that thinks that it's an invader. Mm. Think about that. Mm. Dr. Joe talks about that. People don't, cancer is your own cells fighting. Mm. And so what I want people to know too, is that if you're living by the hormones of stress, literally Dr. Joe's research shows this. I can't wait for it to be public because it's like, your brain gets more like division Mm. so whenever we're highly stressed it's like every area of your brain's like like a lightning show Mm. and it actually divides it even more and that has a result in your body you know your cells don't even know that they're your cells anymore Mm. and so they morph and they form and then you get cancer and so you can say fuck cancer but at the end of the day you're saying fuck my cells that don't know like and and again, this is a controversial point of view. And I understand that people who have cancer might get really triggered. And I'm not trying to say this to be insensitive. I'm just giving a different point of view. Mm. You yeah, know? like a different perspective. Just, right? just a different perspective. And if you think it's bullshit and if it feels heavy, like if, if it feels lighter for you to say fuck cancer, then say that. I'm not judging you for it. But like I said, because I have such an intimate relationship with my body, mm. I would never say fuck cancer. To something that is living within me right so it's kind of against ourselves right it's more like yeah if we can make that conscious choice to actually yeah listen to the body and actually be thankful that the body is showing us like hey you cannot continue on like this because of well just living in stress and stress and stress and stress right um so in a way i mean our body is this most beautiful um yeah source of wisdom we have that is guiding us and showing us what needs attention what needs to change in our life right and and what i love about breath work that it's especially because i mean stress is just everybody's stressed right even like i think we don't even know what it is anymore to be fully relaxed because mm-hmm. we think it's normal to be like kind of 
medium average stressed all the time. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I can tell you, like when I did the breathwork session or anytime I do some kind of, even like a, even when you take like three deep breath, like, ah, just like you can right away feel like how all of a sudden you feel differently and how you feel more relaxed. And that also helps you see things differently all of a sudden. I feel like that helps you get out of the funk in your mind and it is just so powerful so um what do you feel like you know if we as humans as a collective would really be more consciously involved in in this breath work what what shifts could happen from that oh my gosh well the first thing that came to mind when you're talking about like taking the deep breaths and feeling relaxed what's interesting to me so many people think something's wrong hmm you know, and Dr. Joe talks about this too. There's a term called entrainment and it's actually really big in his work. So entrainment is essentially if you get enough people to have a dominant thought or dominant belief, everyone else entrains to it. Mm. So when you talk about this level of stress, it's literally entrainment. Like people are like, oh, if I want to fit into this reality, I have to have a certain level of stress. Mm. And so if people, so what the reason why I'm bringing all this up is because if more people do breath work and connect to their bodies and connect to their inner wisdom, imagine if that was what we entrained. Like, relax is not wrong. Like, people are like so used to because the the like problem is when you when you live off those hormones of stress, that's what you think like motivation is like your 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 driver is this stress and so as soon as that's gone people are like something's wrong what motivates me now if I don't judge myself (laughs) what motivates me if I don't have hormones of stress like how am I going to be motivated to know what to do and again that's uncomfortable and then people go right back Mm. so I think breath work is like I told you it's kind of a joke it's like surrender gym like I love it yeah, you get to surrender to the unknown and practice being uncomfortable. And mm-hmm. I truly believe that if we did that and we had better relationships with ourselves, including our bodies, because I also I'm saying this without saying it, but I believe our bodies have their their own consciousness. If we listen to that instead of listening to the entrainment of being stressed because that earns people money or whatever, consumer culture, I think we'd I know we'd have a very different world. a very 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 different world where people actually did what they desired and what brought them joy and it wouldn't be such a weird conversation joy and money it'd be like normal yeah yeah exactly no no honestly i mean this brings me now if it brings me kind of to close the circle here to human design i believe breath work is one of those tools if not the tool that because it helps you to trust yourself release of these like uh, judgments point of views that are no longer serving us so that we can really tap into our uniqueness, which, you know, I use human design for that, where um, you can do your business according to your unique energy blueprint, being a projector, which is going to be totally different than me, a manifesting generator, right? And it's it's okay. And we both thrive. And every single human is following their bliss, their spark, what lights them up. And they get sufficiently paid for that so that they can live the life that they deserve and desire right and 
no matter what you do there's not such a discrepancy there's no more this corruption in the world it's like we live in a more balanced way and, and the ecosystem and also mother nature right because right mm -hmm. now um there's too much based on greed and ego and and all of that so i, I do believe that breath work is the key because that will also help release the ego more and more for humans and really allow every single one of us to just do what they're meant to be doing and, and allow that, right? Allow your dharma to flow through you, to 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 manifest and no longer let the mind rule and from this illusion of safety or however you want to call it. And then, yeah, just have money be the byproduct of having joy and doing what you love, right? Uh, sounds way too easy and our nervous system probably like oh but that's that's not gonna work right so but i but i believe it's possible that's where we're heading towards yeah it's shifting so i i love that and i encourage anybody that's listening to give breath work a try and so how can people reach out to you if they want to try out a session or decide to work with you what are the best ways to do that yeah so um I don't really have a website as we're recording this right now, but I'm going to create a landing page for it um, mm -hmm. on my site. But if you are interested in trying breathwork, I want to make this as, as affordable as I can, um, still honoring my time. So it's a bit of a time commitment as you experience with me because mm -hmm. um, you, you, you are breathing for just under an hour um, by yourself. So I just want to give people a quick little, this is how it works. So I do a little talk for like 30, 40 minutes and then I do a guided meditation and relaxation exercise to bring you into the process Some breathing instructions. You breathe on your own for about an hour. And then um, afterwards, there's a sharing circle and you can share with me whatever you want um, or, you know, share as little as as you want. But it's a great way to start the integration process as well, just so people that then have an, an idea. And we did a one on one session. So mm -hmm. all of my energy was focused on you and holding space for you, which will be different than a group session, which I will also okay. be offering very soon. So that's just how things work in case people are like curious about it and you're not breathing quietly. So I create this, um, I think it's pretty awesome, like set list of songs that I mix together and it's orchestrated in a very intentional way mm -hmm. to take you on a journey just so that people are aware. You're not just breathing while I'm watching. I love, I love the music. I love that. So yeah you like told me that at the end. So how people can get in contact with me, um, Instagram and Facebook, my name is the same. So it's Dr. Tracy Debbie, um, Dr. T-R-A-C-Y-D-E-B-I. And you can just reach out to me there and message me. I know some people who listened to our first podcast actually reached out to me on those platforms. So mm -hmm. um, if you want to DM me, you can do that. And I would be really happy to um, offer you a first session, which I'm offering at a bit of a discounted rate because I want people to see if it's right for you before mm -hmm. you commit to kind of any um, long-term or even short-term practice. I love that. So thank you. And I'm, of course, I'm going to put everything in the show notes. And if there's any, by the time we release this, if there's any updates on your website, we'll, we'll drop this in the, in the show notes as well. And I just want to thank you for being here for the second time and sharing, yeah. um, also sharing some nuggets of wisdom from um, Dr. Joe Dispenza. I always love to hear that. And um, yeah, thank you so much. It was such a, such a joy. Thank you for having me. It's such an honor to be here. Beautiful. And you listeners, thank you also for being here, for listening in. And I hope you took some beautiful nuggets of wisdom from this. And again, if you feel called, 
I always say trust your authority with it, see how it feels in your body. Um, if you feel intrigued to try out some breath work, I can definitely recommend it. Um, it's a quite blissful thing to do. So again, Tra uh, thank you so much, Tracy. Thank you, listeners. And I'm excited to be with you all next time. Thank you for listening to this episode. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, then please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. And if you also know someone that you know in your heart could benefit from listening to this podcast, then I invite you to please share and help me reach more conscious leaders so we together can create global impact. I truly appreciate you and see you next time.